Hey everyone, and welcome to the 35th episode of the Lee McCollum Show. I decided to do another rant in the car while driving to Missoula, so um, this is a video. If you want to watch the video, it is on YouTube. Um, it's literally just me driving, so it's, it's nothing special. But um, because of that, the quality of the audio is significantly worse than my other podcasts. I tried to edit and edit that in post, but um, yeah, so just so you're aware of that, um, this is about a debate that I watched um, between Christopher Hitchens and William Lane Craig. I just wanted to do an analysis of one of Christopher Hitchens's arguments. Um, and I also, in the description um, of this video and of this podcast, I will reference another argument that I won't address in this video, um, which regards um, the claim that the Christian likes to use their religion to force others to submit to their morality or something along those lines. And I do address this in the description if you want to read it. But basically, my argument is that Hitchens is conflating what Jesus Christ said with what the religious person does with Jesus Christ's message and um, attacking that as Jesus Christ's message is a straw man. So um, I also reference John chapter 8 verses 1 through 11 in the description and we'll actually write those out in the description as well, which I believe is the answer to um, this problem. And just remember that the Christian is not Christ and Christ's message is not necessarily what the Christian does. So, um, yeah, going forward, this is just a an analysis of one of Hitchens' arguments that I found really interesting, and I found it worthy enough to make a video about. So, I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, so I'm gonna do another one of these rants in the car. I'm on my way back to Missoula. Um, drank some caffeine. Got tried this new thing, Uplift try it out uh only 90 milligrams of caffeine um and i'm also taking like a, a new tropic uh lion's mane um that i highly recommend that i might do a podcast on later uh but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try this out again i recorded one of these like just a couple minutes ago and was listening through it and i think that i can make a tighter video um might be shorter it might be longer but i want to make the arguments a little tighter Basically, I just introduced it saying, well, like I had recorded these videos last week too <laughs> and found that only five minutes had recorded. So every single time I recorded, um, it was it was night. So I wasn't really recording myself. I was just recording my voice. The audio, would it would only pick up five minutes worth of a 30 minute rant. Um, and I thought that the video was important enough to keep recording and I did it like five times probably only like three thinking that it was as important of a conversation um, that I kept doing it only to find out that only a couple minutes recorded or something like that or I'd swipe up trying to get rid of uh, a notification but it would it would stop the recording but yeah so I'm just driving back and I wanted to analyze a video that I, I watched of William Lane Craig and Christopher Hitchens um, and I do want to break down 
one of the arguments that Christopher Hitchens made that I found to be pretty profound, and I don't think he understands how profound and the implications of it. Um, and part of the reason is because of a straw man that he is arguing against um, that William Lane Craig's, Craig doesn't really pick up on. And William Lane Craig might actually contribute to in the debate, not necessarily um, in real life. But so uh, just just the setup, I I didn't know much about either of these people. I had watched some apologist videos of William Lane Craig. I had I was only familiar um, maybe about his like epistemology. I think it's uh, basic proper belief. I think that's I think that's the term basic proper belief, um, which is basically just a reaction to the atheist response that religious belief is irrational. The epistemological um, argument that religious belief is irrational. He he basically puts the onus on the atheist to prove that um, one, that religion, religious thought is irrational, and then two, that um, God doesn't exist or something like that. So, so it's a reaction to that argument. Um, man, the sun. But yeah, so that's that's the extent to which I knew him. I I followed Reformed Christ, Christians before these. Um, evangelicals, the apologists like Ravi Zacharias and um, the Reformed Christians. And I don't necessarily know if I belong to Reformed Christianity in that sense, in like the new sense. Obviously, as a Lutheran, I'm, I'm a Lutheran. I um, Martin Luther was, you know, the guy who set off the entire Reformation. He's, you know, probably considered one of the first Reformed uh, Christians in that sense, but um, I, I don't know if I would prescribe to everything that, uh, or subscribe to everything that that these Christians believe today. Um, but I do find a lot of their philosophical arguments pretty great. Um, and I just think that they're interesting people. So like I followed Robbie Zacharias before, but I, you know, I've watched just a couple videos of William Lane Craig Whereas Christopher Hitchens, I hardly knew anything about other than the fact that he's a renowned atheist. Um, and honestly, that's it. I, I don't know anything about his history. I probably should have looked it up before this rant too, just to, um, just to learn. Um, I did comment under the video, the debate that uh, something and someone said, oh, well, you know, he's just He's just a journalist anyway, because basically I was unimpressed by Hitchens's performance um, because he relied on mockery, he relied on humor, he relied on feelings um, and not really intellectual arguments and not logic. And maybe that's because um, the viewer is supposed to already know his arguments or something like that and he's just tired or, or what. I, I really don't know. Um, and I basically commented that and these people were like, oh, well, I'm not surprised. He's just a journalist anyway. He's not a philosopher. Um, saying something along the lines of, well, he never claimed to be either. I don't know if that's true. Like I said, I don't know anything about him. But uh, William Lane Craig did set up the entire debate as if it were going to be a philosoph uh, philosophical argument, um, making philosophical arguments rather than theological ones if you 
are of the belief that theological beliefs are not philosophical or are irrational or something like that. He, he did set them up in a way that could be responded to philosophically. And um, he offered like five arguments, the cosmological, the intellectual, or the um, intelligent design theory, um, and many others, ones that atheists have probably heard before and are, are tired of. But he also offered up his uh, epistemology, the uh, basic proper belief, um, saying that God, belief in God is a basic proper belief and um, it is not irrational um, in that way. I don't know if it stands. I am interested in looking into it and maybe I'll do a video on it in the future. Um, I just took an epistemology class, the hardest class I've ever taken in college so far. Um, I'm expecting at least a B, who knows what the final grade will be. Um, I got A's on projects um, and B's on some projects, but my final paper has yet to come through. I don't know how I did. I wanted to, I actually did want to uh, write on religious belief and the rationality of it, but uh, instead I went with uh, process reliabilism and whether or not it, uh, it whether or not it withstands the epistemological value problem, which was interesting. Um, but yeah, so that's all to say, I, I didn't know much about William Lane Craig. I didn't know much about Christopher Hitchens, but that I was extremely unimpressed with Hitchens' performance. And I want to watch some more of him, see if he does better, different areas. Um, and, but I do want to focus on one of the arguments that Hitchens made that actually did move me um, and where William Lane Craig should have started to talk about the theology um, because I think you can link philosophy and theology and maybe he didn't pick up on it maybe he didn't respond to it in that way because he wanted to make a philosophical argument but I don't believe so because the way he answers but basically the setup is that Hitchens explains to the audience that every single time he talks in front of them, he gives them two challenges of which the audience, no audience has been able to stump him. He actually says that, that no one's been able to stump him, which I'll get to later because that also exposes the kind of way and the kind of way that uh, um, Hitchens argues and he uses convenience and um, he switches his arguments based off how he can attack and you know if I don't think that there's that's necessarily an illogical way of doing it but it, it, it shows kind of the person he is um, and it shows that he is uh, relying on mockery in a sense so and attacking straw men um, so he says he focuses on the first challenge and I honestly do not remember what the second challenge was. Um, but the first challenge was the most interesting and I think it was focused on the most, which was that the audience had yet to show him what a Christian could do that a non-believer couldn't or what they could say or what they could do that a non-believer couldn't. Um, and I think that this is actually poor logic or not, not poor logic, but it's, it's um, conflating the utility of holding a belief with what the actual belief is. So, and 
So for instance, it's, it's conflating the utility of being a Christian with what, or believing what Jesus Christ said with what Jesus Christ actually said. Um, and part of the reason is, is that maybe Hitchens is a utilitarian. I, I really don't know, but it seems to be that way and that because he relies on evolution with no intellectual design behind it, um, which is totally consistent, uh, since he doesn't believe in the intellectual design and he only believes in evolution and natural uh, um, selection, it seems as if the only way that he can ground his morality is to say that what is moral is that which produces um, an outcome which is beneficial for society. So that prolongs society um, that benefits all or something like that. So it's very utilitarian from that perspective. Um, and in that way, he's making an argument that doesn't really capture what Christians are trying to say at all because they're not trying to say that believing in Christianity, um, Christians can therefore do something that non-believers can't. Uh, that's, that's not at all what they're trying to say. In fact, they would, they would say that, um, the Christian and the non-believer, uh, are both sinful and, um, are fallen creatures and are unable to do that, which is commanded by Jesus Christ, which is to love and trust and fear God above all things and to love your neighbor as yourself. Um, they all commit the greatest sin because they can't do that. So, uh, they put idols above God. They put idols above Jesus Christ. Um, for instance, like social media, that's an idol that every single person probably puts above God or social status, you know, all these different gods they have above God. So that's something that we're all incapable of doing. And in that way, since we all uh, are unable to follow the greatest command, we are all sinful and need to be saved by Jesus Christ. Like, so, so that's, that's the belief, or at least the belief that um, reformed Christians, uh, Luther, Lutherans, and I, I will say Catholics believe as well, um, though I'm not too familiar with what they have to say with regards to the distinction between faith and works. Um, my opinion is that, you know, both, I mean, obviously faith and works are both necessary, but grace is what saves. It's neither faith or works. It's, it's grace. Jesus saves us. Um, so yeah, first that's, that's necessary because I think that unless Hitchens is arguing against a specific type of Christianity, which he needs to identify, um, he is attacking a straw man. Um, and so basically he's setting up that argument saying, what is, what is, uh, something, what, what can Christians do that non-believers can't, or what can they say that non-believers can't? And, uh, he says that he can't, he's never been stumped by this, but then, um, William Lane Craig says, and this is his mistake. William Lane Craig says, well, actually, uh, one of, one of the things that, uh, Christians can do that non-believers can't is tithe. And I think that that's a poor response. Um, Hitchens responds by saying, well, sure, but I don't think that that's a moral act. I don't think that tithing is a moral act. So like what moral thing can a Christian do that a non-Christian can? Um, 
And I think that's a fair point. Um, but even if tithing were moral, even if tithing were a moral act, I don't necessarily want to claim to the fact that atheists can't tithe unless you make an argument that tithing necessarily requires belief or religious belief. I think I don't, I don't want to make that claim. It would obviously Christians are more likely to tithe. Christians are more likely to do moral, moral or follow moral edicts, which God uh, commands that aren't necessarily logical to the atheist or something like that, or don't have any utilitarian reason behind it. Obviously those things are more likely, but I don't want to commit to the, the idea that atheists aren't able to be charitable to a church or something like that, or charitable to their community. Um, unless you want to make the strong definition that obviously tithing requires a religious belief or something like that. But I, I don't want to make that claim because that's, that's not the theology that I'm trying to defend. Um, so that's, that's the way that, uh, Hitchens, um, argues against William Lane Craig and William Lane Craig almost falls into the utilitarian trap by saying, well, actually there are things that are of, of more utility that, uh, that a Christian can do that a non-Christian can't. Um, but I, I'm really not trying to argue on you utilitarian grounds. Um, and he falls in that trap. And I think in doing so, he forgets the necessary theology. Um, because Hitchens' next move is to say, well, actually, I have been stumped. Um, and I should admit this to you or something like that. He says something like that. And this, this goes to the, the point I was trying to say that um, Hitchens based off of convenience will change his argument um, and is very uh, inauthentic and very, I, I, I don't like it. It's, it's disingenuous and it just shows you what type of person he is because he, he backs up and he's like, well, even though I made this argument before that I've never been stumped, I actually have been. And now that I've got you cornered, William Lane Craig, I, I should tell you that I have been stumped. Um, but because it's convenient for this argument, I'll stump you as well by um, using or by pointing this out. So what he says is that I've been stumped when someone said the only thing that I can't do that's been pointed out to me, William Lane Craig, is that I can't say forgive them for they know not what they do, which is what Jesus Christ told God when he he um, was crucified. He he told that the people who crucified he told God that the people who crucified him. Um, should be forgiven for they know not what they do. And this was an extremely profound answer, but then he follows it up saying, well, but William Lane Craig, neither can you. So how are you going to, that, that still has yet to meet my challenge. But my argument is that the challenge is attacking a straw man, which suggests that Christians are capable of doing things that not non-Christians aren't. Um, a Christian can say that they're more likely to, but I, they cannot, based off of the idea that we all commit the same amount of sin, we're all equal in the fact that we do sin, or not the same amount of sin, but the greatest sin, they cannot com commit to the idea that, oh, Christians are somehow better, or Christians are uh, capable of doing something greater and of greater utility, or um, it's just not, a f if, if it's not, if it is logical, it's still not effective. Um, and it's, there's no way to prove any of it anyway. So, so 
Hitchens gets him in, a, in this trap saying, well, William Lane Craig, neither can you. You can't you can't forgive people for they, because they don't know what to do. And I want to say that that's actually the point. And William Lane Craig should have said that that's the point. That is what Jesus Christ is trying to say. That is the point of Jesus Christ. That is why Jesus Christ had to come save us. All throughout the Old Testament, even God's chosen people were um, incapable of following the law. Jesus Christ was the fulfillment in the law in that if the law were to be acted out, that is what a person would look like. So it's kind of along the lines of Aristotle's virtue ethics. Where, what does it mean to be a virtuous person? 10 miles. Continue on to I-15 South. Sorry. Um, I got a call and you guys got that, uh, that uh, alert. So, um, yeah. So the, the idea is kind of like uh, Aristotle's virtue ethics, which is like, what would you do? What would the virtuous person do? And Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. He is the only person in history, either metaphysically, or if you just conceive of this liter, like from a literature perspective, if you, if you look at this critically, Jesus Christ is the only person which is cap um, is, is what represents the law that has been throughout all history. So um, even the, the kingdom of Israel, they, they fell from God. They, they were incapable of following the law. Um, all people are, are sinful and Jesus Christ being a, an actual person, uh, according to Christianity, according to the actual theory that I believe Chris, Christopher Hitchens needs to acknowledge, um, in order to make an effective argument, he can't be attacking a straw man. Um, even if he believes that Jesus Christ wasn't a God and that, you know, it's all bogus and Jesus Christ was just an imposter. Um, even if he believe those, believes those things, he's got to at least identify a theory which aligns with what he's trying to say or attack the real um, religious uh, philosophy or theory, which is that Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the law. Um, that's why he is, that he's called the word. Jesus Christ is the word, um, embodied. Uh, so the point that I'm trying to get across is that Hitchens question is irrelevant. And part of it is because it's grounded in utilitarian reasons, which Christianity is not trying to argue for. So the question is irrelevant, um, whether to, or to show if a Christian is capable of doing something that a non-Christian isn't or is more likely to or whatever variation of that. It's irrelevant because it's not what Christians are trying to argue for or what Jesus Christ is trying to say or what the Bible is trying to say. But his answer, which is, hey, William Lane Craig, I actually can't say forgive them for they know what they, for they know not what they do. I actually can't. I'm incapable of forgiving people who have wronged me. Um, but so are you is actually the point. Um, and to say, Hey, William Lane Craig, well, your entire theory falls on this basis is wrong. And William Lane Craig, Lane Craig should have picked that up. So, um, yeah, I, I could keep going. I could, uh, expand on the theory or on the belief that, 
uh, we're unable to forgive people. Um, a lot of it is, I, I tried this in the previous recording, but I think that I need to make it tighter is, uh, well, Christopher Hitchens says, well, um, sure you can say, love your neighbor as yourself. And you can say, uh, do unto those or do to those what you want to be done to you and stuff like that. But what do you do when you go to like Charlie Manson and stuff like that? Like he makes that argument. And I think the point is exactly what Christopher Hitchens says is that forgiving that person seems mystical. It seems something that we are incapable of doing. Yes. I'm incapable, incapable of forgiving, um, Charlie Manson, if Charlie Manson wanted to be forgiven, I, like it would, I would, it would be really hard for me to do that without knowing him personally or without being like, without loving him, which is what the gospel says to love your neighbor as yourself, to understand what conditions people are under, um, to understand, you know, what in sociology people say, nature versus nurture, um, to understand that maybe there was no other option maybe this is the route that they were supposed to go if um the holy spirit didn't intervene and stuff like this i but i i really don't want to get into that because that's more in a more like theological discussions theological debates but i i do want to say i did want to bring this to uh i did want to talk about this that it seems as if christopher hitchens answer is more powerful than what he thinks and um I found it very interesting and um, I just wanted to get the thoughts out there. If you know this was incoherent, you were unable to understand it, at least I cleared it up for myself in my head. Um, I just find this interesting. I'll likely do more videos like this in the future. I, I keep committing to doing certain things like interviewing my cousin, which hasn't happened yet, um, and interviewing certain people, um, saying that I'm gonna interview or do more discussions like this. And I don't, but I really do plan on, uh, um, you know, reading up on Hitchens, reading up on Craig and seeing how their, their arguments stand. Uh, so yeah, if you enjoyed this, just follow me on YouTube at the Liam McCollum show. I'm also on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple podcasts. If you want to follow me on social media, on Instagram, I'm Michael Liam 58 with one L, um, the end of Michael and the beginning of Liam chair, the same L. Um, so yeah, follow me there. Uh, Twitter, go to M Liam column, M L I A M C O L L U M and follow me there. And on, on Facebook, it's Liam McCollum. Um, and yeah, uh, subscribe, like share. And if you didn't like this, if you did like it, comment, uh, follow me on social media, let me know what you think, and then let's talk about it. All right. See you guys. It's the weekend and we can let go. It's the full send and it's the get go.